Hello beings everywhere. I'm Rachel Crookshank and this is Human Being to Whole Being, changing the way we look at health. Each week I'll be talking to somebody new about what health means to them. I'm on a mission to make well-being less about size or shape and more about our feelings, our energies and our relationships and so much more. It's time we start to look at the body as a whole and realise that all aspects of our day-to-day lives feed into a sense of health and well-being. Whole being is exactly this, from what we eat, our morning rituals, to finding professional and personal boundaries or being in nature. What makes you feel whole? Stay tuned. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 7 of Human Being to Whole Being. I'm here with Alma Lipari. Hello. Hi. I should say you. ciao because you're oh, Italian. Yeah. Ciao. <laughs> Whereabouts in Italy are you from? Uh, I'm from Rome. From Rome yes. and then you've lived in Manchester for? Uh, it's more than two years now. More than two years. Yeah. Do you like it? Yeah it's very different from Rome obviously um, and the thing that like surprises me the most and surprised me the most when I first came here is that even though it's way smaller than Rome, the kind of um, open-mindedness of people mm. is way more developed somehow. Mm. Or, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just been shocking to see how accepting this city has been. More um, open-minded, maybe. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And you said that you in Rome, especially where you grew up, was it quite a Catholic community? Um, y- um, yeah. Well, I was sent to like Catholic schools until it was. 13 so that was quite intense but um when i was in high school the neighborhood i was in it's called um and like it's one of the most right wing kind of neighborhoods so it was quite uh a struggle to Mm -hmm. like be there and be myself having people around me Mm -hmm. kind of picking up on me and you know being Mm -hmm. um verbally kind of not very nice let's say um but yeah it was not the best place to grow up in so i guess i mean this is a podcast so um i mean not that people can see but i suppose Uh what you're saying is that there was maybe like flamboyance or Mm. like clothes or i think um there's a very uh interesting thing um in terms of like gender roles and um in italy especially they're still very strong uh, and there's just a certain way to be a man and just a certain way to be a woman so everyone that does not fit in that kind of boxes then is pointed at and is like kind of called out for not um being not right but like Mm-hmm. fitting fitting that kind of mold there's a right way to be feminine um, there's a right way to yeah. be masculine yeah so obviously i was um when i was younger as well <clears throat> the way that people perceived me was always uh you know they were always labeling me already as like gay or like mm. as not straight or not mm. masculine enough so <clears throat> obviously yeah i guess there was some sort i wouldn't call it necessarily flamboyance because i think that now that i'm more like sure and like self-confident i am way more flamboyant than what got i used it, to be got it. but uh even back then like the smallest thing i don't know even just wearing skinny jeans that would have been perceived as something too feminine so i would have been called out for that mm. um but yeah it's definitely it's definitely it's been an experience let's yeah. say um so let's backtrack a little bit yes, so you grew up in italy in rome yes. um 
and you are my first non-binary guest so hi hi, i'm so honored (laughs) to have you so our mutual friend madeline penfold put us in touch hi mads yeah and it actually came about because i was at mads's house Mm -hmm. and she had taken some photos of you oh yeah and she was showing me them and um I mean, she's a photographer, so that's mm-hmm. not that strange. But the photos, <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, who is this person in mm-hmm. these pictures? And then she explained more. So yeah. the pictures, and, and maybe even I can put them on here. I don't know oh where they're at with like being released or anything. We're going to release but... them soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're in the process. So we need to we need to get our hands on them so to show everyone. Yeah. But it was the, the pictures were basically... I mean, do you want to explain yeah, what the sure. pictures are depicting? Uh, so basically, um, I... Well, I met Mads at the Black Lives Matter protest back in June. And, well, as you said, she's a photographer. And I've always wanted to be photographed. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that in the modelling industry, in the fashion industry, there is still a lot of um, gender roles that cannot be breached. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the reason why I've always like shied away from getting photographed or getting in front of a camera because obviously um the way I present myself can be not annoying but like can be questioned by a lot of people so finding Mads who was kind of willing to understand me and hear my story out and like um hear my concept out was really good and basically what happened was that um there's a painting by Titian um, that's called Sacred Love and Profane Love. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in this like painting, there is three figures. One is supposed to be a bride, then one is supposed to be Cupid, and then the last figure is supposed to be Venus. And um, I was just fascinated by this like painting, and I remember studying it when I was back in high school. And somehow I wanted to like queer the painting and I wanted to interpret it and like link it to my story and to my gender journey. Um, And so I came up with like this outfits and I talked to Mads and I was like, look, this is my ideas. I want to like represent three different stages of my life. So uh, there's the first picture that represents, well, it's like the querying of um, the bridal figure. And that for me kind of represented the stage in my life where I was kind of very closeted and like not aware of like so many things. And I was just holding in a lot of things and feeling a lot of pain and like dealing with a lot of like sadness and hurt. Um, And for that reason, in the picture, like I am wearing like a long skirt and like a veil and the expression that I am, I've got on my face is quite... um, I guess the expression that you would see on a lot of women's face yeah. when back in the day they were forced to like marry someone even though they didn't really want to yeah. and somehow there is a sort of parallel between that and like my life or that period of my life where I was not brave enough or strong enough mm. to just be myself unapologetically. And I think the gaze is like looking away in the, that photo, right? It, uh, I can't I, remember which one you chose in the, for the last one. It's probably either that or it's like slightly looking yeah. into the like camera but not very um i guess representing the suppression repression that you were feeling at the time but also that because i know this is probably something we're going to come on to but Mm -hmm. that so many uh, men women and then like you know non-binary people or um homosexual people or anything else Mm -hmm. you know feel because oh yeah i think whoever you are there's a real difficulty to be exactly who you are Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whether that's what or whatever that is really yeah i agree yeah 
Um, and then, yeah, basically the other two shots were one where I was interpreting the figure of Cupid, which yeah. was quite nice. And that was already like, um, I guess, a transitioning stage in my life where it was kind of like getting away from all the hatred and like the self-loathing and the hurt that I felt. And it was the stage just before I came out as non-binary, which is represented by the last picture, which is like... Um, the representation of Venus and in that in that shoot I'm just wearing like a leotard and like my super like nice uh, sorry <laughs> nice high like oh my god what do you what do you call them Scarf? like really no it's like really really oh, high yeah. like boots oh boots, yeah 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 yeah, yeah, boots, yeah and then my fishnets and I'm smoking a cigarette and yeah. I'm just I think that picture was the one I enjoyed taking the most because yeah. that exuded like the kind of sexual energy that I feel inside me now that I'm completely at peace with yeah. the person that I am and like it's it was just incredible to work with Mads and like with Brandina as well and with um George as well who did my makeup because everyone was just so welcoming and nice and you know I really felt like a proper model mm. and no one seemed to really be giving a shit mm-hmm. that um I was I was doing my thing yeah so that was really like but beautiful. that's interesting how much of a surprise that was to you I guess yeah yeah well because I guess that obviously um you know not having done anything like that before yeah. it was literally the first time and I really felt like oh my god like this feels mm-hmm. like a proper set feels mm-hmm. like a proper modeling experience so I'm really grateful f- for everyone that like participated in that because mm-hmm. it was incredible and to see the realization of the picture like at the end and just see the beauty that like i feel inside me like portrayed yeah. in a picture was amazing that's beautiful um so i'm really looking forward to actually share it yeah and you know give people a perception of what someone's experience of like gender can be i think that's really powerful as well because when we spoke before we were talking mm-hmm. a lot about language oh my god yeah and how language can be really limiting or really progressive like but if you use a word let's say feminine Mm -hmm. instantly I'm creating pictures or conversations in my mind of what that means to Mm me Mm -hmm. um but being able to represent I guess your journey without using language which is interesting because you're a creative writer which we can talk about later (laughs) but like to use it as in an image and portray in the image which Mads does so well the emotion oh yeah the sensation in that moment Mm -hmm. it's more it's so powerful I think I think it's potentially more powerful than words because when you use words they mean one thing to you and one and I I mean a photo will have different connotations as well but but no, I, I know what you mean. And I think uh, we talked about this as well last time. I think language was such a massive um, means for me to like understand myself as well. Because obviously, I was saying this last time as well, in Italian, there is no word uh, to describe non-binary people. Um, Even now? I, I think now like the term that has been used is just the English one, so non-binary. Right. But um, in general, the conversation about anything that like doesn't fit the gender binary is very behind mm-hmm. um so before coming here in manchester and meeting people who were non-binary and like getting a bit more of a queer culture mm-hmm. i had no idea of what it meant and it was such a refreshing and liberating moment when i realized that there was like 
a term to describe the way I felt since mm-hmm. a very young age. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely agree with you. Like language can be limiting, but at the same time, sometimes it can be the means through which you can assert yourself and understand yourself and like let other people around you understand you yeah. as well. So absolutely, definitely there's a... So before we go into that conversation mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. like how you came out and yeah, yeah. came out as non-binary, do you want to just explain? Because I think one thing that I want to open up in this conversation yeah. and I think what we spoke about is that we need to be having this conversation oh, do, yeah. even though, I mean, I'm not, I am put my hands up like I'm not that well educated. Mm-hmm. I could be more educated. and But I think, you know, there's an option of when you meet someone who is non-binary yeah. or anything else that you don't quite understand or know whether they be of a different culture mm-hmm. or colour or anything like mm-hmm. that to just shy away from it because we don't know how to have the conversation or we don't know what words Definitely. to use. But um, so I think one thing that mm-hmm. I would love to happen on the back of this is people be like, okay, maybe next time I meet someone who's non-binary, you can just say, what does that mean? Or yeah. what does that feel like for you? Or mm-hmm. because again, everyone's experience will be different. Yeah, exactly. So do you want to explain for you what yeah. being non-binary, what that means yeah. for you? So I think, um, as you said, obviously every experience is different and that's yeah. the most important thing to like keep in mind. So every non-binary person experiences being non-binary in a different way. Uh, personally, I think that um, being non-binary to me means finding or having found the kind of gap where I feel at ease and where I feel like there is no need for me to <clears throat> decide what kind of... Um, on what side of the gender spectrum I'm on because obviously I'm male-bodied so mm-hmm. um, I was born with a penis and like I've, I've my body is very well I'm not masculine necessarily whatever mm-hmm. that means but um, I've always felt quite mm, I don't know I, I guess I was gonna say feminine again but yeah. like feminine is like even it's a concept that, I think like, we can use the language loosely yeah, I know I know what you're struggling with <laughs> So to me, being non-binary, other than like, you know, um, using it as a label that I assigned to myself, because that's also a thing, like when I was growing up, everyone around me was like assigning a label to me. Mm-hmm. And like most of the time it was not even in a nice way, it was just a slur. But then when I got, you know, the agency to decide that the label that I would choose for myself was the one that perfectly summed up how I felt, it was just a... Uh, turning point for me and like for the way I perceived myself but I'm just circling around it without actually <laughs> answering it um, to me being non-binary means just being myself and being not a man not a woman but just fluctuating between like these two genders and just you know embracing every aspect of me without feeling like there is something wrong because that's how I felt for so many years until I understood and like came across the word non-binary and what it meant so um yeah and obviously there is the whole pronoun things um which um as well is something that in Italian doesn't really work because um Italian is quite a gendered language so you always have to assign a gender to whatever kind of conversation you're having and like whatever names you're having whereas in English there's a bit of a difference because like adjectives are not gendered and like um a lot of things are not and um especially with pronouns it's so much easier in English to like try and explain to people that you're using they them 
as a pronoun whereas in Italian it's just very complicated because mm. um, yeah there's just not the same equivalent so like yeah. for example whenever I've been explaining to like some of my friends back home or like to my family as well what it means to mean non-binary and like we're speaking in Italian they really struggle yeah. to like find a way to not gender me mm-hmm. which is fine because obviously it's a language issue but it's just quite incredible because again we go back to what we were saying before about language yeah. like how much language can affect your perception of like what's around you and who's around you and yeah, yeah. so I don't know did they actually answer yeah, your question yeah I think you yes. did um <laughs> so you use the pronouns they, they them. them yes I do did you say you ever use the pronouns she her or? Uh, well so uh, a lot of people uh when I've come out to them as non-binary and I've tried to explain to them like that my you know pronoun is they them yeah still have a hard time like using it and sometimes people would like uh, use she her instead and I think Mads actually was one of them and during the shoot yeah she said she said something um addressing me with she her and I think um I'm fine with it like I, I don't get um you know annoyed or triggered but I think um it's because obviously I've always kind of looked up to women in general and as I was saying before, I've always felt like this very feminine energy, yeah. I guess we can call it. Yeah. Um, so if someone sees me as a woman, I'm not necessarily like put off as mm. much as I would be if someone instead like sees me as a man. Mm. Um, but I think that I, I'd rather have people around me address me as they them because that still kind of encompasses like being both genders yeah. and non at the same time, yeah. if that makes sense. Definitely, and I think for a lot of people, is like in Italian, you said it's really hard because with everything, you would have, you know, the pronoun always. In in the English language, it doesn't exist quite like that. It's the same with French, so I'm I'm sure, and you know, a lot of languages that kind of come from that root. Um, But we don't have that in the English language, but I guess to say they, them for a singular person as well is confusing. Mm -hmm. But I guess again, it comes from that space of you're not going to get it right every time. And yeah. it, but if the intention is there, that exactly. you're listening to the conversation exactly. and you're hearing what you're saying and occasionally slipping up and messing up, yeah. I think, and again, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that's different, right? Than someone just being like, well, you're, you've got a male body, so how can you be anything else? Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, literally. I think that's the thing, like, especially um, when people get it wrong, I never, I never get too upset because yeah. like, I understand that it's like... Um, you know something that people still need to get used to uh but as you were saying if the intention is right and if the person that's in front of me knows that like i go by those pronouns but just yeah. you know forget sometimes it like get get it wrong i'm never gonna like you know slap them or be like yeah. what the fuck yeah uh, unless obviously the intention behind it is like to hurt mm. or to make me feel bad yeah. so yeah and especially that happens like with my family as well and like with my i was was saying friends from rome like especially there's a friend that like just even though i explained to her everything she just still addresses me using like a female like female pronouns and like feminine whatever which is fine Mm. uh but yeah it's um i think pronouns are still a thing that like need it is like learning a new language i guess i mean we have the words already but we're using them in a different way But we have to start using yeah. them, knowing that we may not get it right every time, yeah, yeah. to then make it a conversation that isn't completely bizarre and strange exactly. and brand new. Like, you have to, like, what do you do when you learn to do anything? You mm-hmm. don't get it right straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we have to open up that dialogue at yeah. least try, you yeah, know? Yeah, definitely. Because there's a lot of people that feel they don't fit into 
yeah. a gender box, right? One yeah. here masculine, one here feminine, so much in between. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, who are we to say that, you know, you must fit in one of those boxes? Mm-hmm. Um, so you came out as gay when yeah. you were 16. 16. Okay. Yeah. So can you like explain, so you've already said about living in Rome yeah. Yeah. and then how that was a pretty far right place yeah. to live. <laughs> Can't even imagine. Um, and But then how like that, came yeah. through to then eventually was it just this christmas yeah or? it was last christmas, last christmas. When, well to my family oh, i came family? out as unbinary last july so it's been okay. a year now okay but i only came out to my parents uh and like came out as unbinary to them last christmas mm-hmm. but yeah so basically when i was 16 uh, as i was saying before like throughout my entire life people would always label me uh, as gay and like for a long time I struggled with it, obviously, because most of the time it was not even being said in a nice way. It was just, you know, people attacking me verbally and, like, using it as a slur. Um, and there was no kind of uh, person in my family or, in, like, my inner friend circle that was gay or openly mm-hmm. gay, so there was no kind of figure to look up to. So the only representation that I would get was, like, from the media, and most of the time, you know, those representation are quite bad because they're mostly stereotypes of like gay people but anyway i struggled for a lot of years to like get my hand around what people were saying and i was constantly questioning i was like oh my god are they right am i gay am i not what do i like mm. who am i sexually attracted to and obviously until i was 13 i was in these catholic schools and we had sex education and during that they said that like being gay was wrong yeah. and like that was a lot to take in but then eventually i just you know finally made up my mind I guess and like realized that yeah I was actually attracted to boys so I guess that in terms of you know sexual um orientation it was right for me to say that I was gay um and I have an older brother and he's straight and he's like six years and a half older than me and you know my parents were already used to having a straight son so even though they were quite obvious signs I guess for them to realize that I was not just as straight as him my parents still like never um entailed a conversation with me about sexual orientation and i think it was because they were scared of doing it somehow or did not know how to but then obviously when you have to live with your parents and with your brother and like with people around you and you have to not lie necessarily but like tell them a half truth and Mm -hmm. not being able to express your desires and like say things as they are just brought me to this place like headspace when I was 16 and it was like you know what like time has come like I have to say it to them just because I want to live in an environment where I'm being honest and where people around me know what I want um and I think that's such a that's such a hard thing that like every person that comes out in whatever way like it's I guess it's something that people who are straight don't really understand because even though you know we come out once it always feels like we're coming out every time that we meet someone new and sometimes it's just a lot to to do a lot to take up on your shoulders but yeah yeah, so when I was 16 my parents um went away for like a weekend in the south of Italy for a wedding and I thought that that was the best way for me to like say to them without actually having to speak with them because back then I could never like have a conversation without you know just not being clear well actually sorry I knew that I would never had the clarity of mind to sit down and be tranquil and 
engage in a conversation without yeah. getting stressed. Yeah. So what I basically did was just um, writing this letter and I sent to them actually an email. Uh, and then they read it and then when they came back from the wedding we had this massive conversation and my dad was quite fine with it which was quite surprising because I was telling this to you last time like in Italy you would expect that like the father figure is quite um, closed-minded and quite you know oh my god you have to be straight that's mm. it um, whereas my dad has like proven me wrong in that term like in that regards I guess um, my mom on the other hand was really she started crying and she was really like kind of not sure of what it meant because as well I in the letter that I wrote to them I just said I like boys in the ways I should like girls because I thought that would have been less of a statement for them to deal with but apparently that was way more confusing for my mom yeah. so she kept on asking me what do you mean um so I tried my best to explain it to her and I think in that moment she just felt really bad because she realized that like I was dealing with this for so long and I had never had a chance of speaking about it with them and also she was just worried because obviously she knew the kind of environment that we were living in so she was just scared of like the kind of struggles I would have had to face yeah. once that you know I was out um but yeah after that it took years for them to like get their head around it but eventually they did and like now they're very quite open-minded and it's beautiful to see how they have you know grown in that sense and how they have understood and how they are more um i guess attentive and aware of what it means to not be straight so that's kind of an achievement i guess you know to be the one that teaches you know to be the child that teaches your parents instead of the other way around yeah um yeah how about your brother what was oh well <laughs> my brother um we i love him to bits he loves me to bits as well uh, but obviously having six years and a half of difference it's quite a big gap mm. um and when i was growing up he would always um you know kind of mm, mock me i guess and like i remember this one time when he was like oh my god if you're gonna come out as gay like i'm never gonna talk to you again mm. And like I know that he didn't really mean it and I know that that was just a product of like the kind of environment we lived in obviously being a cis straight boy hanging out with straight boys and like in a far right neighborhood obviously that kind of explains why he would have that mindset but when I came up to him when I was 16 as well I came up to him right before I came out to my parents uh, he was quite chill about it but I remember him saying this really funny thing uh, which was like well as far as you didn't tell me what you're doing in the bedroom that's fine mm. which by then is quite fun mm. like but when I think about it now it's a bit I would say not problematic but a bit because obviously like who am I supposed to be talking to in my family if not even my brother is like letting me yeah. ask him some questions about yeah. you know what to do when yeah. I'm in bed with someone especially at 16 like especially it's so at young. 16 yeah but I understand that obviously it's also like putting him in a situation where what can he say because mm. he does not have any experience of that um but as well as well as my parents my brother as well like he has grown so much and been yeah. so much more aware and obviously since he's moved to the u.s like yeah. his mind has broadened a lot uh so that's quite nice and now we get on well yeah um but you know i think one thing about growing up queer in a straight family in a straight world is that you really have to learn how to forgive the people in your family even though like they never acted towards you in a nasty way still you know they brought a lot of hurt and yeah. it takes time but 
but it's doable and as far as you're willing to like get over it and like forgive them and turn page and like start over again you know the relationship can always be salvaged yeah i think and i think that's a product of the environment oh yeah for sure you grew up in but that's unfortunately an environment that is still in a lot of other places yeah. as well like it's not like the only mm-hmm. pocket of a neighborhood or an only oh, neighborhood no. of a city where people have those opinions even if it's not like ultra far right or mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. like that i mean there's still again i think it's about like opening up that conversation yeah, and definitely. Then moving into that so then so at 16 then yes. you came to uni here or? well no so i did uni in rome okay uh, but i came in manchester for the first time in 2017 i think for yeah. five months as an exchange student at mmu and that was just a breath of fresh air right. like honestly i don't know just you know being in this city where everyone is so different and so diverse and yeah. so welcoming and accepting and like there is literally everything like everyone from every walks of life and you just you just feel like it's the right place to be if you're not fitting in like certain standards of what Mm. people expect from you Mm. so literally coming here for me was just eye-opening and i was like oh my god so there's actually you know places where i can explore my gender identity and my sexual identity and not feel like i can't Mm. but rather feel you know encouraged sorry to do it so yeah i came here and then i was like i need to come back um and i eventually did yeah so that was that was quite a good choice i think well well done manchester (laughs) (laughs) literally i think manchester is a great place for queer people to find their authentic self and to find a sense of like community and belonging and to be themselves really and just not feel terrible about it and so now you've lived back here for two years? Is that yeah, right? it's coming yeah. up to... I think it's coming up to three now. Three now. Um, so yeah, it's been quite... It quite is very welcoming. Like in all yeah. in all aspects, yeah. I've found that to be the case. Yeah. So. And so then you... I guess when it was when you were here and in yeah. London that you then found this aspect of like, oh, mm-hmm. non-binary, maybe yeah. that's why I've never felt like... Yeah. So you said to me before about that, class photo you had which i think really defined for me anyway like your experience or was one thing that really helped yeah so that was really um i was actually i so huh Uh, (laughs) i've always done some journaling and especially when i was feeling low i would always like write down what i was feeling and i was i was telling you last time i came across this like small note that i wrote when i was 17 i think and uh, in Italy there is this big thing when people turn 18 there's like massive parties it's like kind of American si- sweet 16 mm-hmm. and uh, basically I remember that one of the first people in our class to turn 18 did this party and uh, his parents like booked this incredible bougie fancy place for him and like everyone was there and uh, at the end of the night uh, we were asked to take pictures and basically the mum of this guy was like okay so let's take pictures now and like let's have boys on one side first and then girls on the other side and I remember this feeling of like people around me looking at me and waiting for me to decide where I would have gone um if because obviously you know as I was saying before I'm male-bodied so people were expecting me to go like with the boys but at the same time they were not because you know I was too feminine for them to be part of the boys and I also did not feel like I was part of the boys 
but at the same time I could not go with the girls because obviously again I'm male bodied mm. and like even though I was feminine I was not feminine enough or you know so I just remember feeling in this sort of like limb where I was like not fitting with either and I just felt like there should have been a place in the middle yeah. where I could have just you know be myself without having to take any sides mm. and this was when I was 17 and so when I found this note when I was like 22 I think I was like oh shit mm. like so I've been feeling this way for like such a long time wow. and I had never had the words or the language to describe it so when I literally found out what non-binary meant and when I met some people that were non-binary I was like this is what I've been feeling all my mm-hmm. life and finally there's a way for me to like give a name to it and like understand it and understand why there was so much you know sadness and depression and hard times for me to fit in because there was never a space in the environment where I was for me to feel at ease and feel like I was myself yeah it's crazy that you know we give this huge label that defines so much yeah which in fact we don't even give it it's just like presumed so if you're you know born with a male body or you're born with a female body you're just given this almost like expectation of so much in life and I know there's like that conversation opening up like oh there's no such thing as boys toys and girls toys like it should just be the same but you know that is just the very tiny tip of the iceberg isn't it it? there's so much more and to be honest like in so many aspects of life that we create labels you know even the fact that to some extent that you have to say like i'm non-binary is i mean i suppose we have to do it but it is a bit bizarre that like we're so driven by labels aren't we yeah i think i think the dangerous thing with labels is that um you know as far as you are the person who's like labeling yourself with a specific label it's okay but when people around you are using that label to diminish you or like yeah. to be mean to you then that's when the problem arises and as well and the connotations that may come like w- what you said about being called gay when you were younger exactly. the connotations that there is obviously it. yeah so we really have to be careful in general yeah with like labeling people and you know what certain label mean for certain people as well because obviously as i was saying before every person has a different experience of everything so you might find another non-binary person mm. who's got a very different experience to like the one I had yeah and I think it just needs to be that we embrace each and like like I even say like every single day I wake up and I feel like a different person Mm -hmm. and you know that's emotionally and physically and spiritually Mm -hmm. and socially you know we have an expectation of what a certain day looks like or what a life looks like or what a a male man like a man looks like or what a woman woman looks looks like like, Mm -hmm. you know I think we all need to work harder to release expectation and Definitely. open our minds a lot more and not presume that, you know, because obviously before I'd even met you, like mm-hmm. I'd seen those photos. So mm-hmm. I have this idea, but mm-hmm. even then I have no idea who you're going to be when I meet you or mm-hmm. what your story's been when mm-hmm. I hear mm-hmm. it and things like that. So yeah, I think if we could all be like 1% more open-minded yeah, that at least. Would be great. That would make a big There's a lot of unlearning that we need to do, I think, oh. as a society uh, in general. And oh my definitely God. Definitely gender norms are one of the things that we need to get rid of as soon as possible. 
Just all of my learning at the moment is unlearning. Yeah. Like, why do I think like that? Why do I behave like that? And it's just like picking away, you it know. Is. Yeah. It's like getting rid of all the, you know, toxic patriarchal bullshit that we've been fed up with since we, <laughs> we could were could be kids. here all afternoon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then you, you came out to your parents yes. as non-binary last Christmas. Yeah. So then how, how was that conversation? Because you've already said in Italy, yeah. you know, they don't really understand yeah. that the words and the language and stuff. Yeah. So, um, I came out on social medias in July last year. Yeah. Um, as non-binary. So that was already kind of happening on social medias, but I'd never had the conversations like with my parents. Was that big for you to come out on social media? It was really big. Yeah. Cause mm. I, I never, like when I came out as gay, I never publicly like had a, you know, there's a lot of I think people that have that moment in their life when they're like, oh my God, I'm coming out like on the social medias. Mm. Um, but I never felt like, I guess, brave enough to do it. But then when I decided to come out as non-binary, I was like, shit, this is like my chance. This is like my time. This is mm. what feels right now. So I'm going to do it. And I changed my name and like I wrote the pronouns that I wanted to like have people around me use. But obviously had no conversation with my parents as well because obviously I was here and they were in Italy and it was a conversation I wanted to have like face to face because I wanted to make sure that they understood where I was coming from and what I meant by saying that I was non-binary and why I wanted my name to be different than the one that they had chosen for me so when we finally met up like in Christmas time in New York because my brother lives there we one night I think we were going to see a musical and I remember that I felt like oh my god this is the perfect night for me to like you know doll up and like Mm. put a nice um nice clothes on and do my makeup and feel like fabulous and once I had all the you know garments on and my face done we were going to the subway and I remember my mom kind of questioning why I had chosen to you know put the makeup on and put a skirt on and like boots on and she was like what is the need for that why do you have to do that you know people around you are gonna uh they can be aggressive towards you because they don't like what they're seeing so basically she was just being a mum because she was just scared didn't matter if i was 23 it didn't matter if like i had been living on my own for so long obviously i think that when you are a mum there is just this constant state of worrying about your children no Mm. matter no matter anything so i remember uh we had this like very kind of tough conversation on the subway and there's actually a picture that my dad took of us when we're both crying because there's this thing about me and my mom we are both very emotionally intense so Mm. we tend to release emotions really easily and after that kind of uh argument i decided to like write another letter yeah uh to because obviously as well the thing with me is that it's easier for me to express myself with words written down rather than like having to speak to people um so i just wrote this letter but instead of sending it to them like what i did when i was 16 i read it out to them so i explained to them what it meant for me and what finding the label of non-binary felt like and why i wanted to have a different name and why i wanted people to address me like with a different pronoun and what it meant i've tried my best to explain to them basically what what my experience had been in terms of gender journey and i was really pleased because the reaction that they had was 
way different than the one they had when I was 16 and came out as gay. Mm. And even though, obviously, back then I was coming out in terms of, like, sexual orientation and this time it was gender identity, so there's, like, two separate different things. I think that because they had so much time and they had so much more knowledge of, like, queer culture in general that they were more open when I explained to them that, you know, I was same me but like in a different way yeah. and I remember having this like this line um, that I said to my mom she, and I was like I spent 23 years of my life like hiding and worrying too much about what people would think about me and I'm done doing that like I, this is my only chance at life we only get one shot and I don't want to spend other years of my life just hiding because people are gonna you know get mad yeah. or they're gonna kick me in the ass like I don't care like <laughs> this is my time to shine and like I'm not gonna let anyone you know just put me down because yeah. I've been put down for so long and Amazing. I'm done but yeah their reaction was really great actually um, they still obviously struggle as well with like calling me with my new name which is fine though because like they've chosen it and they've known me yeah. with that name for 23 years so it's fine like so what it's a beautiful okay. segue onto talking about your name. Yeah. So your name is now Alma Renee. Yes. Alma Renee. Alma Renee. Yeah. And you're you're old. So you changed your name. Yeah. Well, sadly, I still because uh, uh, legally it's a bit of a yeah track to yeah. do it. Um, and yeah, so legally it's still not changed. But um, whenever I introduce myself and like on social media as yeah. well, that's the name that I use. So uh, you were born as... I was born as Emanuele, which Emanuele. is the name that, like, yeah, my parents chose for me, yeah. which is a name that I've always, like, disliked, basically because, um, I think in Hebrew, uh, it means God is with us, mm. and obviously I'm not a massive fan of God, and, like, I don't really get along with, like, religion at all, or at least, like, you know, Catholic religion. Um, so I just, when I came out as non-binary, I felt like uh, a part of me that, like, that segment of my life where I was Emanuele was coming to an end mm. and there needed to be some sort of like rebirth of you know a new self mm. um, and that is why like I chose this name because Alma is a name that like means a lot of things in different languages but um, it's a name that in Latin means like soul and it means like fostering and like kind and nourishing and then Rene, I studied French when I was yeah. in like university, and Rene is like the, I guess, feminine name uh, that means like born again. Mm -hmm. And so altogether, I wanted a name that represented the way that I felt when I finally was like, you know, honest with myself and like at ease and at peace and satisfied and like confident with who I was and not ashamed anymore. And I was literally being unapologetically myself. So I wanted a name that represented that. And obviously, you know, Alma Rene altogether means soul born again. And that's how I felt when I finally, yeah, came out as a binary. That was just a perfect name for it, I think. That's so beautiful. Your renaissance. Your exactly. Rebirth. My rebirth, my yeah. renaissance. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, that must have been quite strange even for you, though, because yeah. you do have... I guess like a name but again like the identity that's within that name yeah. and it is still you I know there yeah. was a battle but was that quite difficult to change your name or did it just feel like the you know natural thing to do and like a fresh mm. start and stuff I think it like because I never liked my name in the right. first place um it was not that tragic yeah um I think it was harder for people around me obviously especially people that had known me for a long time yeah. uh because you know it's quite a 
big change. Mm. Um, but I felt like very at ease and yeah. like it felt right. It yeah. felt like that should have been a thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was not very. It was not very hard. The only thing that was hard, obviously, was that like for example, when I found my job, like obviously my documents still have my old name on it. Yeah. So. I had to give this sort of explanation to people and be like, you, you know, like my name on the documents is this, but like I go by Alma and blah, blah, blah. So that was quite not, 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 not stressful, but again, it's like it what you said, it's like I... coming out again every exactly, single time you exactly, meet someone. Exactly. Yeah. Which is nice. Cause at the same time, like you get a chance of like teaching people what it means to be non-binary to yeah. you and like why you were like using a different name, etc., yeah. etc. Et so yeah, that's cool. Hmm. And um, you were talking about earlier about your master's yes. and so you studied creative writing. Yes, I do. And I know you've recently had a change of direction oh to maybe yes. now talking about dating yeah. as a non-binary person. Yes. So how is it to date as a non-binary person? Oh my God. <laughs> right. I think... Um, dating sucks anyway. Dating so. sucks anyway. Yes, I agree 100%. <laughs> but I think um, that, you know, anyone... I think especially Manchester somehow is cutted. Well, not cutted, but like there's a lot of white cis yeah. gay men and yeah. usually they fit in a certain stereotype and usually they look out for each other and yeah. they kind of build community with each other, which is fine, obviously. But there's also a lot of people who do not fit in that mm. or are not cis or are not necessarily, you know. There's also a lot of issues with body image and presentation as well so personally like I've had I think a lot of dating experiences where I would you know show up just as myself maybe with some makeup on maybe with some clothes on that were not necessarily for males yeah Uh, and people would be put off by that and they would not understand like multiple times on the streets I've had people stopping me and I remember asking things like oh so are you a man or a woman Mm. even though like we did not even have a conversation at all mm. whatsoever and it's just like why does that even matter yeah. um but i think that obviously it's more of a struggle when you're gender non-conforming in general or like not fitting in that specific you know box of being white cis straight slim and you know potentially like middle class or like rich and stuff yeah um but yeah it's just it's kind of especially because you know dating today means that you're using apps and it's usually like grinder and tinder and scruff and whatever um and most of the time the amount of like kind of uh, i don't know how to call it non-binary phobia uh mm. that's on it it's quite it's quite shocking do you still as um, a non-binary person do you still identify as gay how... well that's the thing because i uh, guess if you're not it's like you know that's like man yeah. man but then you're yeah. not identifying as a man right so... i i my i think alongside with my gender journey i also like embarked on Mm. a sexual orientation journey and Mm. i dated people who were not necessarily cis men and i fell in love with them and i was very attracted to them and it Mm. didn't really matter what they have like you know what genitals they had so i think that that was the turning point for me in terms of sexual orientation as well and now i don't I wouldn't say that I'm gay, but I would not even say, obviously, that I'm straight, because that's yeah. not the case. Yeah. I would just say that, like... You love who you love. Yeah. Yeah. I guess maybe if we were to label it, I would say pansexual, but, yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. It's just literally... I think 
yeah just like it doesn't really matter what your body is or as far as like there's attraction from my side you know I don't know if that makes sense so are you dating anyone at the moment Alma? no (laughs) if anyone is actually interested uh, I'm single I'm ready to mingle no oh my god um, imagine if you got a date off this podcast oh my god that would would be incredible I would love that me too I would want to be like the celebrant at the wedding yes please (laughs) put on my podcast voice (laughs) Um, that's amazing. What a journey. It has been. And now you're just like blooming. Yeah, that that's exactly that's yeah, that's how I feel. I feel like uh I actually used that uh, on one of my profiles on some dating app. I was like blossoming. Because that's how I feel. Like I feel every day is like a journey towards, you know, self discovery even more and you know, meeting other people as well and like dating people that are non binary as well. It's been Mm. really incredible because with them there has been no need for me to like explain stuff. Whereas usually when I date cis people, it's like, oh my God, okay, sit down so I can explain you what it means. Yeah, get a cup of tea. Yeah, literally. Um, Would you have any advice for anyone who's, I guess, you know, not going through the motions of thinking Mm. like, I don't fit in here, I don't fit in there. Um, Whether that's sexuality or gender Mm -hmm. or anything, like what would your advice to someone be? Because it's a scary journey. It is fucking scary. Scary as fuck. Yeah. Um, I think the advice I would give is if you have a friend or some friends that you really rely on and you really trust, I would say that the best thing to do firstly would be to talk to them and express to them the way you're feeling and like the kind of doubts you're having. Mm. And then obviously do a lot of research mm. and like try and find on like out there on the internet people that are out as non-binary or, you know, as gay or bi or whatever it is that you're kind of feeling and kind of get a better idea and understanding if what they're feeling is similar to what you're feeling and mostly just like be kind to yourself and like give yourself time don't feel pressured to like find a label or find a box where you fit in because like it takes time to understand and it's okay and obviously like I am more than happy to talk to anyone who was like struggling with those things because I've been there so please contact me on like my social medias and stuff because I I was I think my experience would have been way different if I had someone who would have been on my side and helped me so whenever I can help someone now I'm always like willing to because I know that like it makes a difference when you've got someone else who's been on your journey or a similar journey and can Mm. like be by your side and you know pat you on the shoulder and whisper in your ear that everything's gonna be alright because eventually everything is gonna be alright but yeah my advice is just be true to yourself and like try to unlearn all of the things that you've been taught and never 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 feel like you're wrong because that's not the case yes it's just you've not found like you've not found you know your essence yet but it's there it's there i feel like we speak the same language but in different contexts like when i teach yoga i'm like saying the same thing Mm. or you know i'm like you know what works for your body and your mind and there's like yoga is sometimes actually a really kind of bad representation of that because we say like put your foot here, put your hand there, mm. stand like this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how do I know that that's going to work for everyone? And it's exactly yeah. the same here. Yeah. Like, you know, each body is different. Each mind is different. Yeah. You know, there's 
way more than two boxes of gender Mm -hmm. and or you know is that even a word we should be using and you know this like spectrum is i guess a much better word spectrum yeah definitely yeah um, chilling on the spectrum chilling on the spectrum changing every day yeah (laughs) that's so nice is there anything else that you want to tell our dear listeners oh thank you for listening to this thank you so much for having me on this podcast like i feel honored um and as i said like i just want to make this point again like my experience like i don't want people to listen to this and be like okay so every non-binary person like thinks and acts exactly like alma because every individual has a different perception and different experience of it so i really want people to take that away with them after listening to this podcast like um and also another thing there is no um there should be no fear in people asking to understand better obviously like you know make sure that the way you're asking is not like aggressive or nasty and it's not like oh so like i don't know how to express Mm -hmm. it but like i've had as i was saying before like do not ask oh so are you a man or a woman Mm -hmm. but like just the best thing to ask i think in general when you meet someone new is like what are the pronouns you use and that opens up the conversation so don't feel afraid to ask but also be mindful when you're asking because you know people can be upset um but no i think that's that's all i love it thank you thank my you. final question for you <gasps> yes because this is human being to whole being yes what makes you alma feel like a whole being i feel like you've told us in everything you've said today <laughs> but... i think um probably this is gonna sound a bit silly but um i remember meeting someone and i remember them saying you know be the person that you wanted to see when you were growing up and Mm -hmm. somehow I think that that still is a thing for me when I look at myself in the mirror after I've worn the clothes that I want to wear and like put the jewelry on I want to wear Mm -hmm. and you know did my makeup and look at myself and I feel like oh my god this is what I've been waiting for to see in the mirror for all these years so I think that probably it's that like i feel whole when i look at myself and i see what i want to see in the mirror wow yeah wow <laughs> mic drop <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank, thank you thank you so, much. so if people do want to contact you they can find you on instagram yes please which is so instagram is this underscore is underscore alma i'll tag you in this anyway. uh, yeah and then on facebook it's alma lipari and then i think on twitter it's this is alma as well cool. in the same way with underscores but um yeah Please reach out. I'm more than happy to talk and, you know, engage in dates if anyone is, like, interested. I am a very... I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Wonderful human. Oh, thank you. Whole, um, whole human. A whole human. But, yeah, if anyone is struggling with, like, anything, gender identity, sexual identity, or even if, like, they just want to chat, please do reach out because I'm or there for you. Or you want to go get some wine on a day. Yes, as well. <laughs> Both options are open. <laughs> Thank you Alma, so thank much. you so much. Thank you, H. My pleasure.